This is the View from the Couch podcast, and I'm your host, Pierce Wiesenar. And on the program today, I will be reviewing Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. Never Go Back is the sequel to the first Jack Reacher film, directed by Christopher McQuarrie, and both are based on the Jack Reacher novels written by Lee Childs. The first Jack Reacher film was odd because it was a very strange way to introduce the character. Now, I have not read any of the books, and I have no past history with the character, and frankly had never heard of the books before the film was released in 2012. The botched introduction to the character was probably down to picking the wrong book to adapt. While Tom Cruise was fun as the star of the film, as he almost always is, the film had the problem that too many films run into. The general audience didn't connect with the film and failed to find a reason to care. And while some of the action was actually pretty fun, nothing about the film really stood out which makes greenlighting a second movie a difficult task. I've yet to meet anyone that is talking about the first Jack Reacher film. The only people that would probably really hate Jai Courtney as an actor or are huge Werner Herzog fans. All in all, Jack Reacher might be the most humdrum film in recent years to get a sequel. Never Go Back is a title that is almost too ripe for a good pun. Now, if the franchise fails to become a trilogy, it would be a very apt place to end in the eyes of some. However, I am not one of those people. The Jack Reacher films are alright. In the age of hyperbole that we live in, where everything is either the worst thing ever or the peak of human achievement, Never Go Back falls somewhere in between. The film does a few things well, a few things not so well, and in the end, it's a bit okay. The film, in my eyes, is the physical embodiment of the word average. The highs aren't too high, the lows aren't too low. However, I am not one of those people. The Jack Reacher films are alright. I don't believe that it is a crime against humanity for a film to be average. Tom Cruise is still Tom Cruise, which is amazing since he is 54. He is in fine form and still at home sprinting, shouting, shooting, and being a relic from a bygone era. A movie star. Cruise is one of the last true movie stars that we have left And I do feel a bit nostalgic watching Tom Cruise be Tom Cruise. I feel that sometime in the near future, Tom Cruise will stop doing his own stunts and being the all-out action hero that we've come to know. And that day will be a very sad day. Once on screen, Cruise commands the attention of the audience and keeps it from start to finish. I just wish that the rest of the film was at his level. Never Go Back is an odd one and suffers from the Same problem as the first one. It's a strange book to adapt, and some parts just never work. I'm sure that they work on the page, but getting it to work on the big screen is always a tall task, as the big screen highlights those flaws. The biggest problem is the screenplay, which means that the screenwriters didn't do a good job, or maybe that the source material doesn't lend itself well to being a movie. No matter who is at fault, the film has too many cliches and is far too predictable, to fully enjoy. The film has three different villains, just about one for each act, which can get confusing for the audience, as the first villain is in maybe two or three scenes, much to do besides punch people, and then the final villain only shows up when the film's all but over. Just pick one and give him enough screen time to flesh out their character, instead of spreading around the bad guys to poor results. While the on-screen chemistry between Kobe Smulders and Tom Cruise is actually pretty good, The film is rushing their getting-to-know-each-other period, and while it made for the opening credits to be a little less boring than they normally are, 
it made it hard to care about their potential relationship when the film got going. It's not too much to ask for maybe one or two more scenes of them talking on the phone before meeting face to face. If the film was properly invested in their potential relationship, then the audience would actually care. But since the film skipped a few steps, the end result is what we got on screen. Then the film introduces a kid and a subplot about who is your parent, as if that is exactly what a film about fugitives, private government contractors, revenge, espionage, and murder needed. But that's okay because she's got some spunk, a couple of woody one-liners, and is exactly like every kid I've seen in films this year. The whole shtick of kids with snappy dialogue in movies where they have nothing to do but be comic relief has to end because it's getting pretty old and far too many movies have done the exact same thing. The film gets bogged down when she arrives and it's a real shame. It's the one part of the film that doesn't connect with anything else. Without it, Never Go Back maybe could have been a tight 90 minute thrill ride instead of the forgettable two hour sequel it is. The film misses that secret sauce that could have taken it over the edge. To sum it up best, Never Go Back is a B movie with an A star. If we get a third film, it would tell me all I need to know about the enduring star power of Tom Cruise. If I had to give Jack Reacher Never Go Back a grade, it would get a C. If you like the podcast and want some more episodes, just subscribe for more. And don't forget to give the show a rating and review the show. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Facebook. This has been another episode of the View from the Couch podcast. Thanks for listening.